Welcome to Future of Fortunes, where we uncover how digital assets, NFTs, DAOs, and Web3 will forever change the financial landscape. This podcast is all about the future of making money, how tech has changed the game, and how real people can build real financial fortunes by staying in the know. Let's dive in. Morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to us from in the world. This is Jake Claver with Byron Wolf on the Future of Fortunes podcast. How are you, Byron? Good, man. Lo- loving this uh, this nice, sunny, warm weather here in AZ. We uh, we got overblown with some windstorms last couple of days. I'm not used to that. I like the good, solid weather all the time. Like that's the whole point of living in Arizona. So it's back to beautiful. It's sunny. We're gonna go outside, get a little sun today. So. Hey man, anytime you can do that in April, that's a that's a win for me. But, uh, but yeah, man, happy to get into it today. We haven't had a lot of crazy crypto news uh, lately, and so um, I love Jake brought up a great topic right before we hopped on. I think uh, people are going to really love this. We're going to talk about crypto versus gold. Um, well, specifically Bitcoin versus gold. Uh, we're going to talk about Bitcoin halving, why that matters to you, what what that means, why it changes the price of it, and uh, and which is better for holding value. Which one do we want to park our money in? Do we invest in gold or do we invest in Bitcoin? Uh, so great topics. We're going to get a little basic. So if you're high, high level crypto understanding, I think this is still going to be good for you. You don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I think like strap in. This is going to be good. I think everybody's going to get what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go a little basic on this, uh, and so hopefully we will be able to reach more people with this information. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get into it. Yeah, I think uh, just just with the recent bank failures and everything that happened there, and we saw you know a pump in Bitcoin's price um, as a reaction to that, or you know could or could not be, but it it happened right. And so I think people are looking for places to park their money that they know it's going to be safe, uh, that it's going to be a store of value long-term. And there's always been this debate between, you know, which is better, Bitcoin or gold. Uh, you've got Bitcoin, which is scarce. There's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. Um, it's programmed into the algorithm and the way it's mined. And so because of that, it's got value. If, if people say it has value and they want to park their money there, um, and it'll hold the value against whatever inflation is, obviously, you know, as inflation's gone up, we haven't seen it hold up as well as a lot of people were hoping. Um, so we we can debate that. But yeah, just wanted to touch on the topic and see, you know, kind of educate people around the Bitcoin having and what happens there. Um, when we looked it up prior to this, you know, it's expected to happen about a year from now. I think uh, April 20th, 23rd, somewhere around there in 2024, uh, we'll see another having. And that just means that the rewards that the miners receive for verifying the transactions on the network and whoever uh, solves the big, long math problem at the end of each one of those blocks, uh, they get distributed rewards. And that means that the amount of rewards that they will receive will be cut in half. So um, I, I guess people would probably know want to know how much they're going to receive. So in, in the beginning, when Bitcoin first came out, it was 50 Bitcoin per block that you verified. And you could do that on your PC at the house. Uh, the math problems that were at the end of the algorithm for verifying the blocks and the hash um, were not that difficult. I mean, they were still required computing power, um, but you got 50 Bitcoin. And then when the first halving came around, uh, dropped to 25. We've had one more since then, which you know people now get 12 
uh, 0.25 Bitcoin for each block that they verify. And then after this next one, it'll be 6.125 uh, that you'll receive. And so you, see, you tend to see the bull runs happen after the halving. Do you, do you kind of expect uh, things to play out the same way they have in the past on this one, Byron? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, it, this is this is a, a very common, you know, sell sell on the news, buy on the rumor. Um, you know, it's it's not a rumor. This is going to happen. We're going to have, but like right now, we're in that that kind of build up to it. We know that it's going to happen. Uh, you know, the prediction, like you said, April twenty third. That's a current prediction that's out there. I mean, there's a few other ones that you know, it's it's April May timeframe. Um, so when it does happen, that happening occurs. Uh, like you were saying earlier, they, you know, those miners are going to get half of what they would uh, were receiving earlier. Uh, and so I think that we will see people start to invest back in it. I was just checking the price for a little under 28K um, right now on that. So we saw a little bit of a jump and then we saw a little bit of a pullback. And now we're kind of on a little bit more of, a, of an upswing, which is great. Um, I do like to see, you know, like that start to come up. Um, so my prediction is we'll see it, you know, continue to go up. There'll be some, you know, bounces here and there. Like, you know, when we talk about the difference between gold and Bitcoin, both are great holders of wealth. Bitcoin, because of the, the supply issue. So there's less than 10% of the supply. Like you just said, there's 21 million Bitcoin. There's 19 million that have been uh, mined. So that leaves us 2 mil, less than 10% left to be mined. Um, so the, the supply is, you know, it, it's only 21 mil. And so demand can only increase, right? Because there's only so many. So, you know, when when you can't change demand, you know, then supply has to adjust. When you can't adjust supply, demand has to change. And so supply can't really change. So demand is going to go up based off of that. When that halving occurs, it's going to, you know, that has to be worth twice that. Otherwise, nobody's going to do the work. You know, if you came to work tomorrow and they said, hey, we need you to do twice the amount of work, you're going to want twice the pay. You know, if they say, hey, we're going to cut your pay in half, then you're probably going to produce half of the work. Uh, so by that degree, that's kind of the same thing's going to happen with the halving. You know, they're going to get paid half. So they're going to want to do either half the work or the value has to be twice what it was before uh, for that to make sense. And so I, I do believe that we're going to see an increase. I think we're going to see a little run on the Bitcoin. It'll go up. I think when the halving occurs, we'll have a little bit of an increase uh, in the value. But I think most of the increase will have already occurred by then. Uh, hence the, you know, buy on the rim or sell on the news. So I don't think we'll see a big sell-off. I don't think it'll happen like when it halves. I don't think we'll see that. I think we'll still see it increase. Um, but I think majority of the price appreciation will be accounted for by the time, uh, you know, April, May turns around and we have the halving event. Yeah, it'll have to. Um, well, so just to your point there, it, it costs about $16,000 a month for these mining rigs to run. Um, and so, well, per, per Bitcoin that they get. So yeah. you don't always, when you mine a transaction, you're not the first person to solve the hash a lot of the time. Uh, so you don't get the distribution. You're just verifying on the network. Uh, so it's whoever is first. And that's why they're continually adding, you know, components to these supercomputers that are running on this because whoever gets it first is who ends up getting the money. Um, but as costs continue to increase to mine on the network and the cost to keep up with the competition continues to increase, if you're not making more money, by mining the Bitcoin, then you're not going to be able to continue to stay in business. Uh, so oftentimes we'll see the network become more centralized as, and I'm not saying it's completely decent, decentralized or centralized. That's a topic for a different debate, but 
it will become more centralized because the miners won't be able to afford um, to continue to keep mining if the price drops, right? So toward the halvings that's happened in the past, you've seen a lot of people uh, get out of the business of mining Bitcoin closer to the halving because the price comes down uh, and it becomes more difficult to compete with the big boys that have all of the high computing power that are getting most of the distribution of the Bitcoins. So by, by proxy, there's less and less miners on the network. As price increases, more and more people will come back to the network and start mining because there's a higher incentive to do so. So that's that's kind of the trend that's happened in the past. But yeah, if, if your expenses were increasing because power is going to cost more and computing power is going to cost more, um, and your profitability just got cut in half by the halving, um, it becomes, if it's not profitable, people aren't going to do it. Uh, and so in order to continue, you know, the network, uh, prices are going to have to increase. Otherwise, it's not going to be profitable and the, the whole network will stop working. So that's kind of the justification that I've heard in the past from people that are big into Bitcoin uh, and why the trends have happened the way that they have. Um, and I think that'll probably continue if, if, this, if the constraints remain the same around the supply and a lot of the um, economic um, conditions remain the same, then we'll probably see a repeat of what's happened in the past. Now, if, if constraints were to change and, and economics conditions changed, then there may be something completely different that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so in comparison to gold though, um, I don't know what gold's at today. It's back to almost $2,000 an ounce. Um, if you look at that chart, it's, if you look at the history and the other people that are saying, you know, <laughs> where gold's going to go, uh, it's headed to around 3000 over the next year. Um, Bitcoin, again, you know, there's a lot of people that would like to see the 100K mark. I know a lot of people bought in around the $60,000 mark when it was at the high and Coinbase IPO'd, and now people are down pretty substantially since then. So they would love to see it at least get back to there. Um, and again, if the constraints remain the same, then we should see that, but it probably won't happen for at least another two years. Um, I was around for the last Bitcoin halving for this last last bull run. It happened in like, um, I wanna say, maybe it was April of, of 2020, uh, April or May of 2020. And um that was kind of the kickoff of the bull run for the crypto market last time. Bitcoin started to run first. Um, and then after it kind of peaked out, uh, that's when the altcoins ran. And that's, that's generally how the cycles repeated. Yeah, May 11th, 2020 uh, is when that happened. And so uh, Bitcoin, I'm going to look. It was like three or 4,000 you know, very low in price back then. Um, Sitting around nine, it was about 9,000. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we definitely saw, you know, and that was right before, if you're looking at your chart, that was kind of right before, you know, we saw that massive run up to like, I think it was like 64, 65. Uh, then we had a little bit of a pullback, kind of a cup with a handle if you're a chart guy. Um, we had a little bit of pullback. We went up and hit, you know, like the under 70, but, you know, in the, the high 60 range. Uh, had a little bit of a sell-off, a little bit of a spike, didn't quite make it back into the 60s, and then yeah, just kind of fell out. And so now we're in that we're in that kind of at that bottom of that slope. And I so if you if you're a chart person, and you look at these charts, history is definitely going to repeat itself. It does consistently in charts. If you know what to look for, you're going to see this this you know the the 
it, it echoes, you know, so it's not always going to be the exact same, but you know, if it does something, you know, based off of event, probably going to do something pretty similar based off of a similar event. And so the halving created this kind of, you know, increase in price. I think we're, I think it's going to respond a little faster this time than it did in the last halving and the halving before that. Uh, just because, you know, people have more information, Bitcoin's out there, more people are aware of it. It's not so much of a techie thing uh, as, it, as it used to be. Uh, but still, I mean, not everybody understands what Bitcoin is, what it does, what its validity is, what its utility is. Like that, that's in contest. But people are aware that it's a word, at least. Like, you know, it, it comes up way more often than it does in 2020 or, or 2016. So because of that, I think we're going to see more action, you know, leading up to the halving. Um, and I'm not saying that it's not going to hit 100K, but I would say it's not unlikely that, you know, that we don't see the 50, 60, you know, possibly 70,000 uh, range that we've seen before. Well, you got, you got to think also, so these institutions are starting to step in here. You've got a bit Bitcoin ETF at this point. Um, there's futures, the CME, um, and you price is kind of correlated to that if you watch the CME and and how that trades, um, it'll liquidate shorts pretty often around that date. And so you can kind of anticipate when a big move is going to happen in the chart. But um, yeah, as, as they continue to develop financial instruments around Bitcoin um, and there's, you know, fiduciaries that offer it to their clients, I think you're going to see, you know, some, some bigger, bigger money move into the space. And there's a potential for, you know, those higher valuations for Bitcoin. Um, again, that is stating that the constraints that currently exist continue to exist into the future. But um, yeah, and, and I, I like gold. Um, I am an Austrian economist. Um, I prefer that to modern monetary theory, even though you know we've talked about the dystopian uh, techie future that I've <laughs> constructed in my mind a few before. Um, but yeah, I think that'll always be money. Uh, it always has been money and people will continue to hold it as a store of wealth. Um, some of the wealthiest families in the world have a lot of gold and they back um, countries with it, right? They'll issue bonds against their gold. And so people talk about, you know, you, it, you can't make money with your gold. It's not like it, there's any way to do that. You can, you can issue bonds against it if you have enough of it. Yeah. Um, and so maybe Bitcoin comes into something like that also, where people are able to issue bonds against it um, and you can you can generate income with it outside of just the appreciation on the asset. Uh, again, there'll, there'll be a bunch of, you know, financial, financial instruments that, you know, come out moving forward around cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in particular. So I think both are good uh, and I think both have their place in a portfolio. Um, especially if you're well diversified and you've got a pretty significant amount of wealth, uh, for people that are scared of, you know, just, just the general populace being scared of inflation and looking for a place to stick their money. Uh, I, I personally have an emergency fund in gold and silver. That's, that's my emergency fund. And then anything above that, I would, I would, you know, put that in cryptocurrency or stock market or other things. Um, they were a bit more speculative until uh, Bitcoin has, you know, a 10. So gold's market cap is 11 trillion globally. Uh, I think if if Bitcoin were to establish itself as digital gold, it would have a similar market cap. And at that point, it would be in excess of 100,000 apiece and probably a lot more stable 
than it is currently. So, yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, gold, I, I, you know, I, I also have gold and silver holdings, although I, I like when I say holding, I mean, physical, you know, it with, with Bitcoin, you know, I, I have it, I own it, you know, on a, on a platform, but it's, it's not something I can pull out of the safe and, you know, and, and, play you know juggle or whatever uh you know whereas gold, gold and silver actually i can pull those coins out you know and, and have those in possession you know I, I keep them in uh you know in the bank uh in the safe deposit box or, or in the safe or wherever you know you keep you want to put it under your mattress you know feel free i don't know that that's super safe but i've seen people bury it all kinds of things but you know the physical possession of it is is important to me for gold and silver uh so you know and, and i know that's contradictory to our crypto holdings because our crypto exists on a basically on a ledger you know they're they're a line item um but i i do believe in those we invest in those jake and i both believe in in crypto where it's going uh you know specifically there's some that i believe in more than others obviously because uh, there's a million cryptos out there but like gold and silver i don't believe in holding it outside of the actual physical holding i know a lot of people get into the nfts and they uh, or EFT, sorry, uh, and they they own it on paper. And I just, I don't, yeah, that, that's not a way to hold gold or silver to me. I'd rather have the actual possession of it. And again, that may be a little bit of the dystopian, uh, you know, coming out of me, because if it all goes to crap, you know, it's it's going to be, uh, you know, gold and, and bullets and band-aids. I mean, that's, yeah, that's going to be, <laughs> so I'd rather actually have it in hand and, and count on somebody to uh, to hold my paper for that version. But you know, I think with with gold, it is it's a little bit more stable. If you look at your charts, you know, gold is is pretty consistently gone up. It's had some, uh, you know, some plateaus, some areas of of you know limited tradability, uh, but for the most part, it's a pretty stable thing. It's the backing of of a ton of different governments and you know and and uh, and organization things of that nature. You know, uh, China and uh, and Russia have been buying up gold left and right for you know about the last year. They buy it up like crazy. Uh, you know, Russia just came out with their own crypto that's going to be backed by their oil reserves, which you know, like it or not, probably a pretty smart move. Um, you know, I can't say I'm a huge fan of it as a, as a U.S. citizen, but I, I recognize the intelligence in the in the movement. Um, but, you know, all these things are going to be backed by something. And I think that, you know, when people say, well, is gold a better investment or is Bitcoin a better investment? I, there's no straight answer for that. Like, if Ooh. you're looking for stability, it's one thing. If you're looking for price appreciation, it's another. So yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So as an investment, I would I would probably say Bitcoin is a better investment than gold. Uh, but as far as a store of wealth goes, I think gold's pretty well proven at this point that it's probably edged out Bitcoin, at least until the uh, the total market cap of that asset is similar to gold. Um, yeah. And then it may be more stable, right? But um, yeah. <clears throat> Easier to get a loan against gold, you know, than, than Bitcoin. You know, they with staking kind of going away, you know, it's going to be uh, loans against these, these assets, digital assets. And so you go into the bank and you ask for a loan against your Bitcoin, it's much tougher. You go in with a with a gold bar and lay it on the table, they're going to bend over backwards to loan you money. So, you know, if you're looking for that, that kind of the liquidity aspect or, you know, what you're going to hold to get some loans against, gold probably makes more sense. Uh, but if you're looking at holding something, like you just said, that's going to appreciate in value, 
for an investment aspect, I agree. I like the Bitcoin, especially with a having event coming up. I just don't really see a huge downside. I'm not telling you to go invest in it. We probably should do our disclaimer, but I'm not telling you to yeah. go invest in Bitcoin, but you know, it probably has the best chance of that price appreciation. So if you're looking for something that's gonna, you know, increase your 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 holding or increase the value of your holdings, uh, I agree with Jake. I think Bitcoin is the way to go. If you're just looking to to hide your money under the mattress, you know, go buy some gold bars or some gold coins or some gold teeth or whatever you can get your hands on, you know. And I think that'd be a, a good one to hold on to. Yeah, well, disclaimer. So. There, there could be a revaluation of of physical assets and a pegging of gold to oil and a few other things that could happen. I mean, if they really wanted to revalue gold to shore up the financial system, it would have to be north of $50,000 an ounce, which sounds crazy when it trades at 2000 a day. Um, so I don't think that they'll, you know, I think it'll be a multi-asset deal with if they were to revalue things and it's not going to be just gold. Um, but yeah, to your point, you know, anything said here is, uh, for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please do not make any financial decisions based on this discussion. Uh, none of this is financial advice. Always speak with your financial advisor, CPA, or attorney before making any financial tax or legal decisions. Uh, so there's the disclaimer. <laughs> there it is. So, I mean, I'm looking at the chart now. So the last time, you know, we've, we've had some, you know, we've had it push against that $2,000 line uh, a number of times. Uh, last time we actually, you know, jumped over it August 2020, um, you know, but so we're we're above the 2000 on on gold right now, our gold futures, uh, which is fantastic. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. And I, I do think that a $3,000 price point is not out of the question. I think that, you know, we we've been on this plateau for a period of time at that $2,000 mark that, yeah, I think it's time to have a little bit of an increase, especially you know, people talk about, and again, you just alluded to this, the the decentralization, you know, like, are they independent? Are they linked? Like, not officially linked, but they do. Like, you know, if you look at the crypto markets, they've tracked the market. You know, if the market goes up, crypto generally goes up. You know, if the market goes down, crypto generally goes down. You know, if, if you can't buy eggs for something reasonable, you've got to find that money somewhere, you know, and so... You know, when when it becomes more expensive to to live your life, people pull out of those assets that are holders of wealth, and those are going to go down. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Uh, so, as I think Bitcoin goes up, I think gold gold's going to come come up. Um, you know, it, it's not so much a question of of is this better than this, or should I do this one or this one. Uh, I'm a big fan of like spread spread the risk. You know, maybe invest in some gold, maybe invest in some silver, invest in some Bitcoin, Ethereum. Has some cool stuff happening right now. Like, you know, I think, you know, Ethereum's not a bad, bad shot. Uh, Jake and I are huge fans of XRP. Like, you know, we def definitely uh, pretty heavily involved there. Like, you know, look at the things that are out there. Look at the options that you have available to you to put your, you know, park your dollars uh, and, and move in that or move in that arena. Uh, I think there's something to be said for personal investment versus like business investment. I talk to a lot of business owners that are, you know, they're stacking cash right now, just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, interest rates, you know, have, have gone up. Um, we were just talking about uh, the uh, the inflation rate right before we hopped on, you know, and we're back down in the six range. We were a little bit above seven there for a while. So to me, that's a great sign. I'd like to see our interest rates come down, you know, since our inflation's gone down, I'd like to see those interest rates go down. The fact that they're not tells me that that, that 6% inflation might be, a little bit more 
you know, uh, yeah, yeah. like I'll say uh, media, media attention. Um, well, we, we did touch on, we actually discussed bank accounts being back up at around three and 4% on some savings accounts right now and CDs, uh, some of them out there earning five and 6%. So, yeah. um, that's nice to have a, a stable way to earn those types of yields. I know, you know, uh, people that have been around a little longer than me had the pleasure of, of having CDs and savings accounts that had some pretty decent interest rates back in the day, whereas the majority of my adult life, I've, I've never seen anything like above 3% on a savings account. So <clears throat> you, you would prefer to have some stable way to, you know, at least keep up with inflation, uh, if not out, outpace it. Um, and those have provided that in the past. And that's, I think, that's how you should look at this. If you're wanting to keep up with inflation, uh, I think gold or gold is a fantastic way to do that. It's not going to lose value over the long term. It'll always revert to the mean, even if it's traded and manipulated a little bit with futures and the paper contracts like Byron talked about. Um, but if you're looking for an investment that's going to you know, have outsized returns, uh, just because the market is so much more nascent than gold, like gold's 11 trillion, like I said before, crypto as a whole is right at 1 trillion. You know, it's it's one eleventh of what just what gold is. So, as it becomes more established, those that arbitrage and the potential gains in that market are going to go away. Uh, and I think we're right at the forefront of the adoption uh, of digital assets. So, as as its own kind of mainstay uh, asset class, um, Kevin O'Leary said it'll be the twelfth sector of the S and P five hundred. So, kind of in the second or third inning of a nine inning game. Um, and uh, looking to see that mass adoption. And like I said, there's plenty of upside. So it just depends on what your priority is with your wealth and, and why you're investing in something, which is going to be the best option. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, you have to look at, you know, what's your, you know, what are you looking to do with it? What's your time frame? you know, on that? Like if, if you could potentially need that money next month, then, you know, gold's probably smarter. You know, it's probably going to be pretty stable. Um, if you don't necessarily need it for a period of time, then you, you are what I would say a little bit more risk tolerant, you know, you can afford mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to deal with the ebb and flow in the market. So if Bitcoin has a little bit of an increase, a little bit of drop, and it has some movement, you can kind of watch that and make a decision based off of that. Gold is, is generally not had massive, you know, price drops, like, you know, it, it's had some decent little like jumps up, but generally when it has those little, you know, jump ups, it, it usually stabilizes. It doesn't generally have a, a big jump and then a big fall like, you know, your Bitcoin. If you put those charts next to each other or over top of each other, they're very different. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it is the two items that are probably talked about the most for investment or, or you know, like not necessarily safe investment, but, you know, they come up a lot on, you know, what are you putting your money into? Uh, you know, obviously people don't want to put it in the banks right now with all the, the stuff that's happened in the news lately. Um, you know, it, it, but the reality of that is, you know, those are still fairly safe. You know, the government's come out and said, hey, we're going to we're going to back these things. We're going to make people whole. So I'm appreciative of that. Uh, can't trust that entirely. If something really bad happens that, that you know, don't count on them to do that. Uh, I mean, I would argue that I don't even know that I would trust the 250. Like if yeah, you're you're counting on uh, you know them to to have that money as well to make that happen, and you know it it may be like you know Argentina where you got a wheelbarrow full of paper currency to go buy you know two or three eggs like you know so 
and they give you your 250 back, but the value of it might be so low at that point, it's not worth the paper it's printed on. But, you know, and, you know, pay attention to what the market's doing, pay attention to where it's at. You know, if we have this massive, massive jump, you know, if, if Bitcoin went from, you know, the 29 or, you know, a little under 30 right now to 100 uh, tomorrow, that massive increase would have ripples, you know, that would probably destroy, I'd say, at least half of that appreciation, if not more. Um, so look at the long term, look at what things are going to happen, you know, long term wise, you know, where they're going to go. Uh, again, I love the the concept of, of you know, we're looking at market cap, you know, there's so much gold out there. So an increase in the gold value isn't going to have as big of an impact as the same uh, percentage increase that Bitcoin would have. You know, when you're talking a much smaller market cap, it's going to have a bigger impact on what's going on. And so, you know, when you're looking at what is what is a dollar buy me, you know, that's that's probably a bigger indicator of where you need to be. Uh, if if your Bitcoin doubles in price, but the cost of all of your goods that you're purchasing triples, then you're not really ahead. You know, I mean, that's not a good thing. Uh, so, you know, pay attention to what you're investing in. Do your research. Like we always say, you know, do your research, invest in what you know, look at the utility. Uh, if you want to invest in Bitcoin just for the appreciation, then concentrate there and look at the indicators, you know, maybe set some things to, to warn you if things occur uh, that we know are going to have an effect on it. If you're just looking for a place to park some money, uh, you know, gold and silver are, are always good. You know, they've been good for a long time. I don't see a whole lot of chance of that changing anytime soon. Uh, you know, just be smart. Be smart with your money and, you know, invest in, uh, you know, invest in yourself first, guys. Like, you know, if you're, you got some extra money and and there's a way to invest in yourself or your business, uh, yeah, I would say do that. That's going to be your best return. Uh, but if you're just looking to park it for a while, uh, then hopefully this helped on, um, the difference between gold and Bitcoin. Uh, and if it didn't, well, then you should probably listen to it again because this was good information. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. Well, cool. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this one. I uh, really appreciate everybody that's joined us and is listening to these. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please do so. And we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Until next time, friends.